0: Hello, everyone. It's good to be back here in the lab with my co host Josh Robb. This is On the Gridiron and On the Court. I am your host Kay Smith. This is your co host Josh
1: Robb. We're back here for episode 14 of On the Gridiron On the Court. After a long break, dealing with graduation and some other things that you deal with in life, man. So, what we got going on today, man? We're just gonna jump right into it. Y'all know will be due from our previous 13 episodes so what we got first case
0: yeah man so first up we have uh, a rising rising uh prospect in the basketball world in 2018 guard jared butler who plays for riverside academy and also plays for mebo elite out in mississippi six two one seventy five Point guard, shooting guard, um, dude's been racking up offers. You know the phone's been ringing. For my man, hotline is blinging. Uh, his offers include, <laughs> but is not limited to, Houston, UMass, Texas, Southern Miss, Virginia, Alabama, Wichita State, Minnesota, Georgia Tech. Took some unofficial visits over the summer to Texas, Alabama, UH, and Creighton. He's actually a two-sport athlete, plays football as well, and won him a state championship um, this past season in football, and also has a state championship in basketball from the 2014-15 season. Um, I personally think he's one of the best all-around guards in the state, regardless of his class. He plays under control. You know, you don't see a lot of guys that have that speed and athleticism and you know, they're able to play at a fast and slow pace and still be able to play under control. So that's definitely a good thing for him. His handle is top-notch and keeps his defenders shook. You know, when driving to the basket in the half court and transition game, he's able to break down the defense with his penetration skills in the lane. Um, he's a pretty good scorer on all levels, uh, mid-range, three-point, and driving. And he knows when to set up his teammates for easy buckets and also knows when to take over a game. When it's down to the wire, um, so it's great that he can recognize, you know, when he needs to um, push and pull his team teammates to uh, to victory. Um, he's really developed his his point guard skills, playmaking ability, and just the general floor general talents to be a high major league guard. Um, he was kind of slept on at first, but people are really starting to recognize his game. Um, he averaged 20 points per game last year as a junior at Riverside where they got to the division three semifinals, state semifinals, um, and lost uh, to eventual champion, Metairie Park Country Day. Uh, I like to see players who pass up a good shot for a great shot, and he's in that category. He's really a good, sound decision-maker on the court who can impact the game on both sides of the ball, so that's, that's a um, pretty good prospect that we have here in the state in class of 2018. Um, He just really saw his stock rise over the summer and just took a dramatic leap. So, once his senior season hits in basketball, he's poised to have a a pretty good senior season. Um, And he also has that body type to where he's kind of already primed for that college level. He can take hits, finish with contact, either hand. And so, it's it's glad to see um, big time schools finally recognizing his game because he has a lot of that. Um, Next. We have Malik Wilson, who was the Class of 2019 prospect, field. out of Rayville, 6'3", combo guard, currently holds offers from UALR, at La Tech, ULM, and North Dakota, and he's a really good sharpshooter, runs the floor really well, can lock in on defense, has a nice little dribble drive, pull up in mid-range and can really get out and dunk on the fast break. He plays for the Arkansas Wings, who play on the Nike EYBL circuit. And in high school this past season, they had a state runner-up finish um, at Rayville, where they lost to uh, Madison Prep. But they had a really, really deep run, and their team is pretty young, with all the Wilson brothers, for the most part, still being there. So... We should be able to see a big jump in his game during his junior year. And then, lastly, I just want to talk about um, another rising, um, rising prospect in Louisiana, Terry Collins, out of Bonneville. Um, it was it was really amazing to see him take his game to a whole different level during the state tournament. And I noticed him um, when he played Shawmet uh, at Shawmet um, during the season, big district game, and he was just you know really willing his team. Um, you know, to victory and just keeping them competitive all the way through. And then, you know, when the state semifinals came, he did what he needed to do. He just scored at will against Chalmette, who had, you know, McDonald's All American and Mitchell Robinson, and they were still able to. Uh, pull out that win along with the help of um, Joe Thompson and I think a lot of people thought that Joe Thompson might have been their go-to guy um, but when it really came down to it in my eyes I saw Terry Collins taking over the game and really getting them to the championship game. Um, and that's the furthest they ever went in school history, so they made history last year with uh, Terry Collins and Joe Thompson. Um, I mean, they lost to a perennial champion in, in Landry Walker, but they're still gonna be competitive next year, and you're gonna see his, his game rise to another level. Although a lot of people are gonna be on him next year because he's gonna be their main guy in Bonneville, but you know, I, I expect him and I think he is gonna step up and um, take even a more of a leadership role A list of schools that have offered him so far, uh, with him with him being a senior in the 2018 year, 2017, 2018 year, uh, includes UH out in Houston. Um, His former teammate and Joe Thompson is attending uh, South Alabama, and he also Terry also picked up an offer from um, USA. So who knows? Maybe they can play in college together. Uh, He also has an offer from Southeastern and Nichols as of. Uh, right now, but I'm sure that the phone is going to continue to ring for this guy. Yeah, so that about wraps it up in terms of the prospects, some of the prospects that I want to talk about um, today. So what do you have for us on the football side of things, Josh? Man, I had the latest commits over the spring and
1: the summer, man. I have Sean Preston out of St. James Safety, committed to Mississippi State. Hail State. I have my boy Damian Tate Jr. from Warren Eason committed to McNeese State, also wide receiver, Sheldon Sticks-Jones committed to ETSC. he's going to San Antonio to pick for the roadrunners those guys love him up there I visited up there and man, all I heard was Sticks-Jones, Sheldon Sticks-Jones man, they love him up there, he's going to be a star when he gets there, that boy got hands <laughs> and he got moves can routes biggest hands you've ever seen for a high school receiver man that's 5'10", 170, so it's going to be a dynamic slot receiver once he gets there. Um, lately, um, TCU has been raiding the state, man. They received three commitments, four commitments from the state over the summer. John Stevens from Logansport, Justin Rogers from Boja City. My boy Eddie Smith from Salmon. And Darius Davis, pure athlete from West Virginia. Jamar Chase in a surprise commitment to Florida. A lot of people thought he was going to be uh, headed to TCU to be a Carter boy as well. Yeah,
0: as well. You know, I thought he was going to be able to, um, you know, he plays for the Bootleggers. He also plays alongside Justin, Justin Rodgers, Rogers, who committed to TCU. Smith. A lot of people thought he was going to go to TCU, but he went ahead and switched the game up, which is a good thing, you know. So, you know, Justin Rogers, this guy's going to be good. You know, Parkway is um, – known for producing quarterbacks. Division one quarterbacks. Definitely. And he really looks the part and plays the part. We me and you both have seen him play and is the real deal Holyfield. So TCU got a good one.
1: And another thing um with Jamar Chase, I think he delayed on NFL network. Yeah that was that given a little more time to think. Yeah. And he made his visit to Florida, which was secretly one of his top schools already that he was that just sealed the deal for it, man Florida's been hot this summer as well On the recruiting trail Getting a five-star quarterback From California, Matt Corral So, that played a big
0: part Yeah, Jamar man. Chase committing to You know, the game so. Yeah, Jamar Chase Now a body boy But in next season He's gonna be a swamp
1: boy So, hey, yes, sir. shout out them We have LaJon Howard From McDonald 35 The quarterback Dante Carter Defensive tackle my little brother from St. Aug, going to Nickel State. Jamarian James from De La Salle, defensive lineman, going to Tulane. We also have from De La Salle Lance Robinson going to Kansas State. So this next guy, uh, Kenneth um, A.J. Carter from Manny, he's a running back. Um, he's had a quite busy summer. Um, he committed to UCLA. Because of Bruins. Yeah. Okay. Real close relationship with Deshaun Foster. Do you remember Deshaun Foster, the running back? Yeah, played for the Carolina Panthers. Yep. Deshaun Foster's the running back closure with that. Wow. So he committed because of his close relationship to Deshaun Foster. LSU got on this trail, got him to come to camp. They made a couple of visits to his school. You know, he came to camp, earned an offer, committed right there on the spot. So. A week later, or a little before
0: a week, he decommitted from LSU and committed back to UCLA. I mean, I mean, if you go out there in Westwood, man, it's it's nice out there at UCLA. You know, different lifestyle, completely different lifestyle from Louisiana. Maybe you just want something different, you know? You don't like to see a lot of guys flip-flop, but it is what it is, and the guy's got to be happy at the end of the day. So. Man, that's just crazy that he wants to go from Manny,
1: which is a population of, what, a couple hundred people? Yeah, not too far to, from Natchitoches.
0: To um UCLA. UCLA, man. UCLA. He wants to do it big. Let let the, let the man do it big, man. You know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I think it's a good move for him, honestly. You know, a lot of, a lot of guys, you know, say, hey, is the best, you know, but Pac-12 PAC is also a pretty good conference as well, you know, and um, the quality of education he's going to get at UCLA is going to be top tier, so shout out to him. Bro, the population at UCLA, the school alone is more than
1: that. Just a fact for you (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean You know, it's going to be a big adjustment That he's going to have to get used to While he's out there As
0: long as he stays focused on football And school And his books He has to stay focused on football He's got to stay grounded Remember where you come from He'll be alright
1: I agree with you, man To a certain extent But, man, it's a big move, man It's a big move we have Slade Bowden. He received a lot of backlash over his commitment to Alabama this weekend. He's an athlete mm-hmm. from West Monroe. Um, we know Bama's, you know, how they are with Northern Louisiana, Monroe. That's yeah. kind of Bama territory, man. No one from North Louisiana likes to come to LSU for some reason. And, you well, know, I don't. With red all this year is going to be a trial run. So, and it's a bad time to be a trial because all of these premier and elite prospects mm. in the state, man, Justin Rogers, Terrace Marshall, Jamar Chase,
0: we losing all these guys to other schools. Yeah, well, maybe I think, uh, me personally, I think sometimes if you stay in state as an athlete and you go to the in-state school, one of the in-state schools, um, you can kind of get overlooked and seen as, oh, he's just an in-state guy, so they might take you for granted. So maybe if you go outside of the state, they might take you more seriously. And um, that's just my take on it. So maybe that's what those guys were thinking as well. I don't know.
1: Taj McGee from Franklinton is going to Louisiana Tech. Curry Ben, a cornerback from Landry Walker, relatively unknown, underrated because of other guys they have on their team: Devontae Jason, um, Ty Francis. Um, he committed to Southern Miss. He's a solid three-star cornerback. He played in the bootleg. Invitational as well For the um, Coastline All-Stars And uh, he played Very well Man, Displayed some Nice coverage skills Length, Six foot tall About 170 Some room To his frame okay. So he's gonna be A good one At Southern Miss Our next guy We have safety Slash outside Linebacker uh, From meet Tyrus Wheat Committed to The Mizzou Tigers Jamal Houston uh, Coming off A torn ACL Last year Missed most of The season he um, was thought up to be an LSU commit, but made a surprise and committed to Colorado State. Out so, there uh, in Fort Collins. In Fort Collins, Colorado. That was a bit of a head-scratcher, but we all know the relationship that those schools in Colorado have with John Eric prospects and right. the John Eric coaches from the Cardell Stewart days. Right. And from last year, for example, when... One of the giant air safeties when committed to Colorado State. Okay. That's, he's there now. It's going to be his freshman
0: year. I think uh, Colorado State is one of those programs that, that need um, southern guys. I think they need a little bit more athleticism. Guys South that really up. know how to get get down to the nitty-gritty, really get the business on the football field. That I really think it's going to be a good pickup for that program. And another thing with they these out the state
1: schools that's recruiting our guys, It's guys that's coaching up there That's from this area Right right, That know this area So You know It makes their job A little bit easier Um, Our next two guys That we have Committed to Ivy League schools um, Which shows that They're serious about Their education And it's something that I love. Once once I found out the the news, just like
0: the rest of the world. Yeah, I applaud them for that, man. It's very hard to get into Ivy League school to be able to to um, balance your books and football and to be able to have Multiple the ac- sports. Academic, um, you know, accolades to even get into those schools is a major major accomplishment, no doubt. So. And these guys are legit three star and four star prospects. Right.
1: So the first guy we have, Kim Wimberly. He goes to Holy Cross. He's a wide receiver know about Kim Ripley number 12 uh, he totes a 4.0 GPA has offers from division 1 schools but he chose Harvard so football is bigger than football to him right now yeah, yeah who, who says, says you can you have football. Uh, brains and run. who says you can why not so I think Kim will continue his good academics once he gets to Harvard um, like I said man it's bigger than football also, Trenton Charles, the running back from Scotlandville, committed to Yale. Oh man, that was a good right. move right there. So Out these there guys are serious about it. their education,
0: man. We might be looking at our future lawyers, our future doctors. It's a great you thing, know? man. Do anything you put your mind to. It. Next, we're gonna talk about the Saints, man. Our season preview. So, who that? With the
1: additions in the draft and. Things of that sort, and the players that we have released, and some of the players that we signed, I'm kind of satisfied. Um, especially with the Adrian Peterson signing, the drafting of Elvin Kamara, uh, nice. Ryan Ramchek. You know, we solidified our offensive linemen, and it's good, man, that we drafted Ramchek at 32. Even though I wanted Ruben Foster. Um, It's good that we drafted Ramchek because our left tackle, Terran Armstead, has been facing injury problems the last couple of years. So we got a first-round guy to replace him, which is great. And once Terran Armstead comes back, we can kick Ramchek over to the right side and, you know, he can spell Zach Street, or he can kick back to the other side and spell Terran Armstead if something happens. You know, so Marshawn Lattimore has been looking good in camp. Some of the young guys from last year. Kemp Crowley been looking good and Camp Calling him back from Colorado. We need that secondary to step up. We need our secondary to step up. Kenny Vicaro with a chip on his shoulder this year and a contract year. So, I mean, I'm thinking with our schedule, man, our first four against the Vikings, the Patriots, the Panthers. And the Dolphins, I'm thinking three and one. We start off the season three and one, maybe 11, 11 and five off top, or uh, ten and six. If you look at history, Sean Payne coached teams with the Saints. We have started our seasons off good. We haven't started our seasons off one and four. You know those mm-hmm. those seasons we did not make the playoffs. We were way too late in the season to make the run and to go on the winning streak. So. I think this season is important that we start off 3-1, 4-0, man. Like, that first game against the home game against the Patriots in the Dome, we need to win that game. That need to be, we need to win that game, make our mark in the league, give the Patriots an early loss, give us an early confidence booster, you know, and Mm -hmm. defeated the world champs. So,
0: that's going to be a tough
1: tough task, but uh, got to be up for it. And like they always say, you supposed to win your division. worry about your division because if you win your division, that's an automatic berth to the playoffs. Right. So you know, our division is going to be definitely tough. We have the defending NFC champion Atlanta Falcons. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have and we have Carolina Panthers, who's unpredictable. and Christian McCaffrey. Already got Cam Newton. They added some weapons this year in the offseason. Tampa Bay added some weapons. O.J. Howard from Alabama. Deshaun Jackson. And they added some nice defensive people um, in the draft. Justin Evans from Texas A&M. Yes, sir. And Kendall Bentley. To go with Kwan Alexander and Levante David. So, you know, the Bucs are going to be very tough. I think that's going to be our main competition in the division. Atlanta's going to always be tough. Because that's our rival. Carolina's right. always going to be tough. That's just how they play us. So, um, I'm thinking 11 and 5, 10, and 6. And I'm in the playoffs. What you think?
0: Oh, this year, I would definitely say that, um, we'll have a winning season. I don't know how many wins that we will get. I'll probably say 9 and 7. 9 and 7? I don't think we're, we're quite there yet. But, um. Uh, with the addition of AP and the backfield, Alvin Kamara, like you said, um, we'll be able to to uh, definitely have a winning season for sure. I'd like to see 11-5 and 10-6. And very positive thinking by you, but we'll have to see. Because like you said, we're in one of the toughest divisions in the NFC, I think. I yeah. said the toughest division in football. Um, so we're going to have to come with our A game every every day. you know. And the Saints have a history and are known for playing to the level of the competition. So once Correct. we can get away from that and just always play our best and uh, give our best effort every game and not look at the competition and more focus on what we can do, I think that's when we can get to 10-6, 11-5. So most Now on to uh, the Pelicans and their <laughs> off-season moves. Yes. What moves? <laughs> yes. Well, um, if you have any questions, just ask Del Demps, But... Personally, we've been years. If I had to give us a, a grade in the offseason, I would give us a B minus. Because I think we could have done a lot better. Personally, um, if you look at the the re signing of Drew Holiday, five years, 125, 26 million, um, I just don't think that he's a max player. Is he a perennial all-star? No He's been to the all-star game One season And that wasn't even With the Pels That was with in the east That was with Philly With Philly In the east um, Before he came over here um, He's
1: never played A full season With the Pels
0: He's a combo guard He's not a true True point um, I just think that If we didn't re-sign him, we might have had a chance at John Wall. I think some people might believe that I'm crazy, but I think under the right circumstances, we could have signed him for the near Max or Max contract, similar to what we signed Drew to. I think he would have been willing to do that because he did play at Kentucky with DeMarcus Cousins, and we do already have Anthony Davis, another Wildcat, so we could have had a little Wildcat uh, serious trio in New Orleans. Um, I would have liked to see that. Offered, you know, be on the table, but it is what it is. So, you know, our contingency plan was Ray John Rondo, which is not a bad um, pickup for us, though he's older, he might not be the same player that he once was. He can still be the floor general and the, the dishes. and the guy that can definitely dish the ball out to so, um, our two big men, arguably the best um, big sure. man duo in the league. In the league, so maybe ever. We can put things together and Get some wins And that is exciting You know you slide Drew to the two um, You know he's six four, So he can play That two, two guard position And um, be a playmaker And a shot maker For us um, I don't think We addressed uh, Our wing players We re-signed Darius Miller A guy that we drafted In the second round A few years ago Um I don't really know What he's going to be able To do for us I don't know if it really Moves the needle for us At that wing spot I don't think Solomon Hill's the answer Um we did just recently sign Ian Clark to a one-year deal. I think that's a good pickup. He can be a, a spot-up shooter for us, um, somebody that can shoot the three at a consistent rate. Um, so I like some of the moves, but I felt like we could have did a little better, honestly. So I, I would give us a B-minus in terms of our off-season moves. Now, in terms of a prediction for next season, uh, it's still fairly early, they're not even in training camp. Um, But it's nice to see Boogie Cousins uh, develop his leadership. He's over there with Basketball Without Borders in Africa, played in the team world versus team Africa game, and he's just really dropping gems of knowledge to these younger players out in Africa and across the country. And you can really see him kind of develop into the leader that we need him to be, the kind of guy that is not going to be able to get into um, the technical foul difficulties that he's been able to get, that he was getting into in the past. I really think... He's becoming more mature. He sees the potential that we have um, in New Orleans with him and Anthony Davis, and so it's a big year for us, honestly, um, because we need to make the playoffs. I believe we will make the playoffs. Um, if we don't, I don't, I don't believe Boogie's gonna sign. So we have to show him that we are the real deal and that we could compete in the um, loaded West.
1: We don't make the playoffs. I think Boogie doesn't resign. Rondo is gone. Elvin Gentry is gonna be gone. Dell Demps is gonna be gone. So. We'll have Anthony Davis in the prime of his career And a franchise that'll be starting over So yeah, I mean, and I, it would be a situation I know that Anthony Davis would not want to be a part of There's
0: already rumors of Boston trying to um, get Anthony Davis at some later date So I think this is a real make it or break it season for us Or the organization's going to tear it down completely um, I think that starts at the top with Dell Demp's um, I am not a big big fan of Del Demps um, some of his moves have been questionable I did like the risk that we took in the boogie trade but uh, we need to trade these guys that are sitting at the end of the bench and collecting these millions and right. millions of dollars and our my main issue is signing subpar or not even people that have started on other teams for, for a lot of money regardless of the new um, CBA and Um, Allowing players to get more money. That's money money we could be be saving. Um, Like, Omer Asik, we need to move him. Um, You know, with the Etuan Moore, I think Etuan Moore, Solomon Hill, and Omer Asik signings over the past few years are really going to hurt us when it comes to free agency, and you saw that this year. Um, So we just, we got to really make some changes in the right direction, and hopefully Alvin Gentry can come in with a plan um, now that he has players that can play in his style of um, system will be able to um, see that translate into more wins for us. And that's what I'm hoping to see, and if not, it's going to be a lot of people on the chopping block come uh, next season or off season. So with that being said, I'll probably move on to a different subject you
1: think about uh, mitchell robinson
0: mitchell yeah, robinson is been lot that's going on at
1: western kentucky yeah he's been in the news a lot lately um
0: the mcdonald's all-american from Shawmet who led them to the state semifinals last seven year foot center seven projected foot center projected lottery pick projected lottery pick in the 2018 nba draft just decided to leave campus one day um I think a lot of his signing had to deal with the fact that his kin, Shaman Williams, was an assistant coach uh, for Rick Stansbury at WKB, WKU and then decided to go elsewhere. And I think that's when uh, Mitchell Robinson decided, hey, you know, if my um, you know, not uncle, but uh, if my kin is not here, you know, maybe I need to go somewhere else. But I think when you sign that
1: letter of intent, you yeah. shouldn't go to a school for anyone else but yourself.
0: Exactly. So. I think they would have been able to to have a really good season with him. You also have Josh Anderson Anderson. from Madison Prep, who's going to be a freshman alongside him.
1: Maybe he could have made a tournament run.
0: Could have possibly. I think he would have dominated in the... uh... I think they're playing the CUSA.
1: Conference USA?
0: Yeah. And um, they would have... Uh, I think they would have They would have won the tournament. They would have went to the um, NCAA tournament. Probably would have averaged, you know, 15, 10, maybe two or three blocks still. You know, he'd have been able to, to be the projected lottery pick that he is. So at, at this point, if you are going to leave school and, you know, they indefinitely suspended him, just... Because, you know, he just left campus randomly. Um, I think at this point, if you really don't want to play there, I think your only option is to go overseas, A, transfer, and wait till next year. But that might bring your stock down. So the next best thing, or the best thing, in my opinion, at this point, if he doesn't want to play there, he has to go play somewhere overseas. Um, Whether that be China or Australia, Italy, somewhere in Europe. Just to get you know what it's that taste of what it's like to be a pro so that once he makes it to the to the NBA once he gets drafted he kind of knows what to expect and he's been playing as opposed to sitting out and transferring somewhere else so that's just my opinion he um,
1: definitely can't lose a year of playing time so yeah. he has to make a quick decision and uh the only decision is to hold the season for basketball. Yeah, and that's, until next year. And come
0: back. You know, um, but he, he has some decisions he's gonna have to make and try to weigh his options. But I, I, I think that's his, his best move at this point. Um, and he is a prototypical uh, big man. He can shoot the three. He can get up and down. Um, he can. He's developing his post game. But he has a lot of athleticism, a lot of potential, and. I think either way, he's going to go in the the lottery, so he should be good. Um, Now we have another issue. Colin Kaepernick.
1: I mean, my guy
0: can play ball at the end of the day This is something that just 49ers just took the 49ers to the Super Bowl And the fact that this is an two days, Jay Cutler gets signed by the Dolphins Ooh. As opposed to Colin Kaepernick Is very questionable Because every team that Jay Cutler's been to is just, He just hasn't cut it he You know what I mean? It. Um Colin Kaepernick did what he could with a depleted roster in the 49ers last year. I think he's somebody that can start in this league. And if he is going to be a backup, probably going to be the best backup that you're going to find. So, God needs to find a squad somewhere. The Ravens were talking about signing him. The Dolphins were talking about signing him. Ended up going with Cutler. The Broncos talking about signing him. Somebody has to sign him at the end of the day. Um, I mean, it's
1: not. He's not on the team because of his inability to play right now. He's on the team because of politics, discrimination, and politics that's against him as a person. Yeah. Um,
0: but he's not. I mean, never been arrested. Never. Uh, never committed a crime. Never committed a crime. Anything has, like that. So he's just a man been of the in people. In the
1: news has never been in the news in a negative light, and you know. Why he's been in the NFL or
0: before the NFL. But, you know, um, I think a lot of times when you're, you know, a professional athlete and you're getting paid all this money, a lot of people don't want you to say too much because you are getting paid all this money. But at the end of the day, you see something wrong um, and you have, you know, the consciousness to. Who
1: better than a person the to, uh, to speak up speak To speak on,
0: on it. it. Who better than uh, a professional athlete who has that platform to. Um, you know, bring about these issues and address these issues in the media and I think that's what the powers that be don't like but I'm definitely a uh, Colin Kaepernick fan and I hope he does get signed somewhere.
1: Because think about it man how many people that's in a lower class financially federal poverty guideline level that speak on issues of that and they are not heard so someone on Colin's platform speak on you know, then someone is going to hear it
0: Yeah. Well, with that being said, that about wraps it up today. um, It was a pleasure once again, and you'll be hearing from us soon. Peace. Peace.